Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher, addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Hello and welcome to another uh, episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. I am your host. My name is Chris Busher. Today we are recording episode number seven. And today is a beautiful day. It's a special day here in the Des Moines, Iowa area. And here in the studio, I am joined to get today with a very special guest. Uh, he is a young man. He just got off of a three-month mission trip. Um, over to Cambodia and a couple other nations, and he is about ready to embark on the trip of a lifetime, the mission of a lifetime, the journey of a lifetime, and he has an incredible story for you. Uh, his name is Dallas Montague. I have known him for about a year and a half now, a uh, solid believer in Jesus Christ, on fire for Jesus. Dallas, can you say hello to our listeners? Hi, guys. My name is Dallas Montague, and I just got back from a mission trip in Southeast Asia. I was in Thailand and Cambodia with Youth with a Mission. And so I'm really excited. Here in a few weeks, I'll be heading off to Brazil. I don't know how long I'll be there yet, but I know that it's going to be an amazing journey. That's just awesome. Well, now, as you know, because I'm sure you've listened to a few of the previous podcasts, um, one thing that I always ask every single one of our listeners is why they believe in Jesus and how they came to know Jesus. And I know that you have a powerful testimony, right? Yes. Now, we're going we're gonna to get into that testimony, but before we do, I want to do two things. Number one, I want to encourage all of our listeners who are listening to this podcast, maybe this is your first time, go ahead press pause on this podcast, go back to the previous podcast. All of the different podcasts are building up on this one theme here on who we believe Jesus is and what Jesus can do inside of your life individually. And then number two, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss all future ones. Dallas is actually going to be on the next three podcasts with us um, before he gets off into Brazil. So I want you to be able to hear all of the different pieces to this. Dallas, will you do me a favor? Will you pray to open up this podcast for us? Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray thank you for this opportunity to be here today and just to share the words that you have put in my heart, just to share the testimony that you've given me and just to bring glory to your name. And so I just pray for all the listeners out there today, anybody who's willing to hear this, anybody who just needs to know who you are today, God. And so I just pray that you soften their hearts and that you'll go before us today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, Dallas, uh, I mentioned that I was going to ask you this question. It's the same question I ask every single one of the people I interview because uh, it's the most important one. It gives you really the credibility of are you in the faith or are you not in the faith? And that's the whole point of this podcast. It's faith and family fellowship. Uh, so, Dallas, tell me, just tell me your testimony. I'm going to give you more time than I would a, norm, a normal person because I know you got a real powerful testimony. I know that Jesus really pulled you out of some stuff. I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to give you the floor, Dallas. Go ahead and just open up with your testimony. Yeah, thank you, Chris. So I'm 21 years old, and I today I'm a Christian, a saved believer. I was baptized, and I'm living for God, for God. and it wasn't always that way. 
And so growing up, I grew up immediately in a split family. So my parents were divorced when I was about one year, one year old. And I grew up in a broken home and going back and forth between my parents' house. And that was really difficult growing up, just knowing that I wouldn't be with both of my parents at the same time. And then having different siblings and having my parents remarry multiple times. It was just a, a difficult growing up. And for a long time, I believed that that's what family was supposed to be like. That's what I thought that family dynamic was, was growing up in different households, growing up in different homes that were not the same. And that was just my reality. And it wasn't until later in my life that I realized that that's not the way that God intended it to be. And so I grew up in a small town of 800 people in northwest Missouri called Grant City. And growing up, I went to a really small school. My whole county went to one school. And I graduated with 23 students in my class. And when I was in the sixth grade, um, I was baptized. And I moved from my mom's house to my dad's house. And when I moved in the sixth grade, I was a new student in that school. And whenever I was there, I felt like everybody wanted to be my friend. It was very inviting. And I felt really popular at that time at, in grade six. You know, you're a pretty young person. And when I was there, I felt accepted. And I wanted to be accepted and be liked by all those people. And so eventually I wasn't the new student anymore. And I was willing to do whatever it took to be in the spotlight. I was willing to do whatever it took to be liked by my peers and to be accepted and eventually that led into other things. Um, at first, it was just going out to parties, doing some small small things like that, stealing road signs, uh, doing graffiti, just small things like that until it caught up with me in junior high and I got kicked out of school a few times and things like that. And just growing up, it was just different. And I would say that I was a pretty decent kid, but I just had a lot of bad influences. And I was also a bad influence to my peers as well. And so that continued to go and to grow. And eventually I was offered drugs and I threw everything that I knew about God out the window. I was already baptized by this point. I already knew who God was. I prayed every night before I went to bed. In my life, I thought that saying God's name in vain was worse than saying a cuss word. And I just learned how to manipulate really well with my parents living in two different type of Two different homes and so I would go to one parent's house and say something and go to another parent's house and say something else and I would just live between that that gray area and kind of get away with a lot of things that I shouldn't have and I was just manipulative and so when I was offered drugs I threw God completely out of the window um, I didn't want anything to do with it of course I still went to church every Sunday and Wednesday because that's what I thought Christianity was I thought that I could still use drugs and still go out and go to church and go to Bible studies and Unfortunately, that's not the truth. And I was actually offered drugs for the first time at a Christian concert called Winter Jam. Many of you maybe have heard of that before. But uh, I was on the right path, just had my head on wrong, like completely backwards. And the second I began to use drugs, it was a quick spiral down. And I started using drugs before I graduated high school. And after I graduated high school, things just continued to get worse. I went into college pursuing a, a major in graphic design, was there for about a year and a, or was there for about half of a year. And just things got continued to get worse and worse. I had more opportunities to use different types of drugs. The drugs that I was using weren't going to, weren't filling me enough. So I needed to use other things and add in other things. And it just got really bad. Things got really bad after I dropped out of college and I started to work with my dad's uh, construction company and soon my dad found out that I was selling drugs and using drugs still in his house and I got another job, got another job, got another job and I just couldn't 
hold a steady job just because of the drugs that were controlling my life. And quickly I found myself at a place called Rock Bottom and I was introduced to a place called Adult and Teen Challenge. And my parents introduced me to that when I was at Rock Bottom. And the thing that I said, to, they told me it was a year program. And the thing that I said to them was, it's, it's a year long. I don't, it doesn't take a year to get better. And so I was hoping to do something a little shorter, like a 30-day or a 90-day program. But they really insisted that I would go to this year-long program in Colfax, Iowa. And I really considered it. Um, that was May 1st that they told me about that. And I really considered it for a few weeks. And eventually I found myself filling out the application. And, and my entry date was May 17th. And a few days before I actually went into the program, I went out to get high one last time. And that was kind of my mentality. I was like... I'm going into this program with the real uh, mindset of I'm going to be transformed and I never want to do this life again. You know, I never want to be in this life again that was tearing my life apart. And so I went out to use one last time and I was headed to actually buy from my dealer and I was pulled over going 20 miles over the speed limit by, by a cop. And he knew what I was up to. He knew the street I was going down. He knew the place I was going because I lived in such a small town and he just recognized my vehicle and knew what I was getting into that night. And he asked to search my car because it obviously didn't smell very good in there. And when he checked my car, I was very prideful and confident that I had nothing in there that would uh, cause any problems. And sure enough, he found more paraphernalia and drugs in my car that I didn't know I had. And he sat me in the car, did the thumbprints, and was about to take me in to the station. And his phone rang. And the song on his phone, his ringtone, was courageous. And if you guys have seen that movie, it's a Christian movie about uh, police officers who are Christians and all the, all that. And I knew that song and I knew that movie and I was melted there. I, I just started bawling and I knew that this was my punishment for trying to go out one last time. God gave me another chance. He picked me up when I was in my addiction. He was taking me to Teen Challenge, gave me that opportunity to go. My parents were going to pay the way, but I pissed it all away. I'm not allowed to say that. Don't worry, Dallas. You're allowed to speak like that here. Uh, we live in freedom, brother. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, thank you. So God gave me another chance to go to Teen Challenge, and I threw it all away. Um, getting high that one last time, getting that one last fix was more important to me than life transformation. And I was here I was about to go to jail and had court on a whatever date that I wouldn't be able to go to because I would be at Teen Challenge or either in jail. And so I was crushed. My name was already in the newspaper uh, before this, and my, that's how my family found out that I was using drugs and through that. And so I just knew that this was another time that this was going to happen. Um, I lost my opportunity to get life transformation at Teen Challenge, and it was, it was an awful time. And what that police officer did changed my life forever. He turned to me, he looked at me right in the eyes, and he prayed for me. And that wrecked me. Right there on the street. Right on the street. In the cop car. Wow. Yeah, he... he he put his hand on me and he prayed for me and that wrecked me. And, and he knew that I was really trying to get help. He knew that I was really uh, wanting a better life and that I was just stuck in, in a bad place. And so he prayed for me and he actually moved up my court date from whatever day it was months away that I wouldn't be able to make it to, to the next Monday. And this was Saturday, Saturday that he pulled me over. I was able to go to the courthouse Monday morning, go to court, pay the fines and go to teen challenge on Tuesday. Oh man. That's just, that's God stepping in right there. Yeah. And something that my dad told me was Dallas, that judge showed you grace and God showed you grace and you have no idea what that means. And that couldn't have been further from the truth. 
Yeah, it's amazing how that happens. And so all of this was leading up until the moment that you came to Adult and Teen Challenge in the Midlands in Colfax, Iowa. Yes. Man, that's that's an incredible uh, footsteps towards following Christ, those very first initial moments towards following Christ. Also, one more thing, right before I came here, that was Saturday night. Sunday night, I told in my car, uh, texting and driving. And so it was just, I was ready to get out of there. Man, so all of these things were were trying to prevent you. You were finding yourself uh, preventing yourself in many ways, uh, being under attack and, and making the wrong decisions over and over again, all of these different roadblocks to stop you from coming to this place to find your freedom. Can I ask you, how were you feeling during this, during this whole process? When Not looking back, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but when you're in that process right there, what type of feelings were you feeling while basically destroying your life beyond imagination i just thought that was life i just thought that's what fun was that that's what uh satisfaction was and that's what that's that's what life was that's just what life was i I remember those days i thought that was what what the hype was what the pinnacle was and all my friends were doing it and that's what the movie stars were doing that's what the rappers were doing that i was listening to and so that's just what i thought life was perfect yeah well i'll tell you what we are about ready to take a break and we're going to listen to a very quick word from our sponsors it's going to take 60 seconds maximum and then we're going to be right back in here and dallas is going to continue his story about how he found freedom if you are one of those people out there right now that are listening to this message uh, listening to dallas's testimony or listening to any of our previous podcasts and you are wondering is jesus real Uh, Is the Holy Spirit real? And can you truly find freedom? Let me tell you, I have found freedom. I found freedom for almost 12 years now. Dallas has found freedom, and he's going to tell you his story. We know thousands of people around the world that find freedom in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. So there is hope. Hold on. God is going to do the miracle in your life. Let's quick go uh, to a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back in 60 seconds. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Ready to jumpstart your career? Want an adventure of a lifetime? Uncle Sam's International is looking for language teachers who are highly motivated and have what it takes to grow and expand their thriving ESL school in Brazil. We need teachers for English, Spanish, Italian, and more. Visit Uncle Sam's International on Facebook today. Tired of no one seeing your Instagram posts? Have a product or service that's not getting the online attention it deserves? Ready to level up? At Busher's Social Media Marketing, we have just what you or your business have been looking for. Our team of dedicated professionals are ready to help you grow and engage your audience. No spam, no bots. Just good old-fashioned quality social media marketing. Visit Busher'sSMM.com today. All right. Welcome back, uh, everybody who is listening to this podcast episode. Um, We are on episode number seven, and I got Dallas Montague in here with you. Uh, He is here in our studio here in the Des Moines, Iowa area, and he just got done spending the last 10 minutes or so talking about his Christian testimony, how he found Jesus, and why Jesus is important to him today. And he's going to start talking about what actually happened while he was a student at Adult and Teen Challenge of the Midlands, why it was so impactful for him. And I'm just going to just release this now to, to Dallas. And Dallas, he's going to go ahead and he's just going to tell you guys. So Dallas, go ahead, brother. 
Yeah, and to kind of wrap up the last 10 minutes of what happened, so um, I was at a place called Rock Bottom, and God picked me up when I was still dirty, and he put a crown on my head, a robe on my back, and rings on my fingers, and I didn't do anything to deserve it. I defiled God, misrepresented God, and rejected him, and he picked me up, and he gave me a new life, and from that day forward, I didn't know my life would be an adventure, and I couldn't say anything other than that. Like today, looking back, it has been a crazy adventure ever since the day that I said yes. And so the day that I entered into the doors of Adult and Teen Challenge of the Midlands in Colfax, Iowa, I was lost and I was hopeless and I had a lack of purpose. Like I didn't have a goal in mind. I didn't have an idea of a career. I didn't know what I was supposed to do, who I was called to be, any of that. I was just a punk kid, 18 years old uh, with a drug addiction. And so I came in here willing to unlearn everything that I thought I knew about God and about life. And so I came in, like I said, at 18 years old, and I met God in a real way. And in this chapel, it was only two weeks into the program when I really met God and had to really uh, go through some, walk through some really difficult things in my life with my family. And it was incredible. And it was the, both the hardest thing I've ever done and also the most easiest thing I've ever done because God was there the whole time. And he really showed me who he was as a father when uh, to the fatherless, it says in the Bible. And my dad was not there. This was a time for me to become a man, a time for me to step up and admit and to uh, walk out the things that I've done in my life. And that's where I found myself at Teen Challenge. And in there, in that same chapel, I learned the power of worship. And we get to worship in there a lot. And it just really gave me an insight of what worship really is. It's really just a surrendering. And it's a type of surrender that I've never encountered before, even being a Christian and being baptized and having a relationship with Jesus. This was just a new type of power that I was, that I felt just being able to worship with God. And I gained a, an interest of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Growing up in the church that I grew up in, in Missouri, I never heard about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I never heard about uh, things like spiritual warfare and things like that. And so it just really piqued my interest. I was like, if I read this in the Bible of all these guys doing miracles and uh, prophesying and all these things, and and I hear people doing it, and if this is actually what God is doing and what he's giving his people, I want to be a part of it. And so it was really amazing just that journey of learning to speak in tongues and all those things. And and I heard people speaking in tongues, and I prayed for it for a long time. And I've actually talked with people since then. Uh, like, I've been praying for tongues forever, and it's never came. And so I just want to say to you guys who, who are out there who are interested, keep praying, keep asking God, keep seeking Him in those things. And that's exactly what I did. And about eight months into the program, it just happened, and it was insane. And, and I can't even explain how it happened, but it, it was a great time. And um, God completely fil- flipped my world upside down in this program. He took me on a 180-degree life transformation, just like they say on the door. And it was, it was amazing. Um, I began to think differently. I began to talk differently and I learned what it meant to actually walk with God hand in hand with him. And what I began to see my relationship with God was, it was no longer when I fall down and make a mistake that he shames me or, or looks at me like I did something wrong. He, he picks me up and he reaches me a hand to help me get back up and dust me off and to keep going. And, and that's who I learned who God was. And it was just, it was a, life-changing time I have no other way to explain it other than it was just incredible and like I said before God picked me up and gave me the status of royalty and I was chosen out of the world as a son of God and I did nothing to deserve it even though I did all those things and he still gave me a seat at his table eventually I was promoted out of the first phase of the program into the second phase in Omaha Nebraska and in that phase you have to get a job and you have to pay rent and you have to it's kind of like that halfway back into the world 
program type of program and it really helped me and actually a little bit like i would say seven weeks or so into the program i made some some mistakes and i had to reset my time there and it was really humbling to to accept that to admit to my failures and it just really taught me about david yeah what i learned about david was that when he was encountered after bathsheba he admitted his failures and so i just wanted to to live that type of life where I would make a mistake, admit it and move forward as quick as I can. And so that's exactly what I did. I was, I made mistakes. I was confronted about it and I admitted that I made a mistake and my time was reset and that was really hard to do. But it, like I said, another thing that just really transformed my life forever. What I loved about the Omaha program, the second phase of teen challenge was just the freedom to go out and job search and to take the buses and to just be out into the world. Like I wasn't before in the first phase of the program. And they always say a joke that we have in Teen Challenge is it's enough freedom for you to go out and hang yourself with. And that, and so I, I was just really excited to be back out into the world and to job search and to be on the buses and to be around people. And like I said before, really hungry of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It was a great playground to go and test out uh, the things that I thought I was hearing from God, to give words to people, to uh, go and pray healing over people. And man, did I see miracles happen. It was amazing. I saw knees healed. I saw uneven legs grow back uh, to the normal length on the buses. Uh, there's a story um, on the bus, me and this guy, and the Holy Spirit was really pushing on me to go pray for this guy. And I was like, no, there's other people at the bus stop. They're going to see me. I, I can't go and do that. And I was just really growing in that area. And eventually uh, I decided to to stay and to pray for the guy. And I prayed for him. Nothing happened. And I was like, shoot, you know, that's just what happens. It doesn't happen Healing doesn't happen every time. Maybe it's a slow healing, whatever. And I was willing to accept that nothing happened. And I just kept hearing, like, pray again, pray again. And so this guy got onto the next bus, and I followed him onto that bus and asked if I could pray again. And I got to pray with him. It was only me, him, and the bus driver on the bus that that, that time. And I prayed for him, and his leg grew back into the normal length. It was about two inches shorter than the other leg, and it was incredible. And that's when I started to believe that God was doing miracles on the earth and that his followers were, could, could do it just like they used to do in the Bible. And it was incredible. And soon enough, my year program turned into a 16-month program, and I was able to complete Adult and Teen Challenge in August 2017. And wow, was it a journey. It was more than I imagined it to be. And I came out a completely different person. My family can testify the pictures of me before I went into the program. And when I left the program can testify that this program changes lives. And I met a lot of good people. I made a lot of good friends and people that they told me would be my lifelong friends. And I didn't believe them, but it's so true. Really, it is. Today, I'm still friends with the guys that I went through this program with and experienced life transformation with. Upon completion of that program in August, I was given an opportunity to come back and staff and do an internship. And I accepted that opportunity and it was um, a year and a half. It ended up being a year and a half of my life after I completed the program. And I was here able to help other men find freedom from the addiction that they had, uh, like I have found through Jesus. And it was it was really great to be here and to, to know what they felt and to be in the same chair that they're sitting in and be able to relate and to be like, hey, man, I get it. It's hard. It's hard to be here in this program. It's hard to live here. It's hard to sacrifice every single day and to find real transformation. It's not easy and it doesn't happen overnight. And so I loved that opportunity just to speak into those guys' lives. And the craziest thing uh, that I experienced in my staffing and in my internship was that most of these men were twice my age that I was staffing. I was a 20-year-old 20, 20 kid 
staffing over men, some twice my age, some three times my age. Some of those men have been in prison more time than I've been alive. And it was it's incredible that I was just in a place that a, a leadership position over men like that. And it was just, it was totally humbling for me and also for those men coming in. And I never would have guessed that just a year and a half ago before that, I was in my own addiction and now I'm helping other men find help and freedom from theirs. It was truly incredible. And I can say that doing the staffing and the internship was probably harder than being a student. I had a lot more responsibility and there was ins and outs of the program that the staff had to do that I didn't see, which is in every program and every facility. But um, it was just, I got to be a part of those guys' transformation. And I got to see these men come in, rock bottom, broken lives, addiction you know their families wanted nothing to do with them and their kids screaming as they left and i got to see those same guys leave the program with lives restored with transformation happening and it was incredible it, it was amazing to see the same guys that came in broken leave healed and leave with their family back intact and man it was amazing it, it's there, always amazing there's no way to explain that. it other than that yeah, God, I love actually uh, being a part of that ministry. I love being a graduate of that ministry and just knowing that when a person comes through those doors, transformation happens because it's it's not the staff doing it. It's not uh, any type of formula doing it. It is just the Holy Spirit working on these guys' lives uh, and just seeing the lasting transformation, not just some you know emotional stir or anything like that. It is it's God and just seeing it from generation after generation, just the legacy that these families are just having changed is just is just incredible. Dallas, if you were looking back and thinking about your entire time of, of living that life of addiction uh, and then coming out of addiction, having God just drastically pull you out and just change your life completely, is there one piece of advice that you can give our listeners that maybe maybe they're going through addiction themselves or maybe a family member is? Is there one piece of advice that you can leave with them so that they too can have that same hope of glory that's inside of you today? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, what the world has to offer will never satisfy. And that's ultimately what I was doing in my life. I was trying to fill a void that's ultimately Jesus. And we have eternity in our hearts, and he's the only thing that will truly satisfy us. And for such a long time, um, I turned to other things to fill that satisfaction. It was with attention, with drugs and alcohol and women and other things like that. And ultimately, the only thing that will ever truly satisfy us is Jesus. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Jesus is everything. He's he's the most important um, aspect of any life. He is our very life. Dallas, I want to thank you uh, just for coming on the show today. I want to thank you for, for sharing some of those really hard moments with our listeners uh, to give them encouragement. Uh, and for those of you listening right now to this podcast episode and you're wondering, why are we interviewing this this young man? Uh, let me tell you, this young man has, has been there. He has done that, and he is doing it now. He has has come from from literally from a prison cell and is now uh, walking around the world uh opening up prison cells for people. I mean, he is following the path of Christ, and that's why we are dedicating a few more podcast episodes to him. He's going to talk in the next podcast episode about how God called him into ministry 
how God really truly revealed himself uh, to him, provided for him. He's going to tell us some stories about on the mission field, about different ways that God provided and different ways that God was speaking to him. And and then he's going to be talking about where he's going next. And I just want you guys to get excited, to get as excited as I am about this young man who is just throwing his entire life aside and saying, Jesus, I will follow you no matter where you call me, no matter what situation you have. Dallas, again, I want to thank you for coming on this podcast episode. And I want to ask you, will you go ahead and pray us out today on this podcast? Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray thank you for this opportunity to come today and to to speak and just to share the testimony that you have given me. And I just thank you for all those people out there today who you're stirring on their hearts. And I just pray that you continue to continue the work that you started in them. And I just pray that you bring them into a place of surrender, bring them into a place of freedom in their lives, God. And whatever that needs to happen, whatever needs to move in their life, God, I just pray that you do that. In Jesus' name, amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.